please be aware this podcast may contain adult themes and language. The theme track and incidental music used in this podcast were performed by Chris James and produced by Natasha Robson. Facebook.com forward slash Chris James Norwich. Hello and welcome to Big G and Little G's Podcast. All views aired are our own unless specifically stated otherwise. We hope you enjoy what we put together. Hello. Russell, Russell, papers. <laughs> Hi. 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 It's hot in it. It is extremely. It's very warm today. It was January when we last um, recorded. Yes, but you know how 2020 goes, don't you? Unexpectedly. Well. Symmetrically? 31 days, half January. April has 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this. We are. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. If you're back and we didn't lose you. To episode one of the So Anyway podcast. Hopefully you've listened to the pilot. Well, if you didn't, here's what you missed. So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, so anyway. You went out on land. We had our own chicken. It's fine to put it near my mouth. Least I'm bumped. Tallest mountain in the world. I'd climb that for a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is just going to be a whole bunch of laughs. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly fell off the chair then. So, anyway, so, anyway, so, anyway, so, anyway. So, you probably worked out why it's called the So Anyway podcast. Little G just moved the microphone. That's not why it's called the So Anyway podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. But you literally just moved the microphone. So... And now on the audio software, I can see my voice got higher <laughs> rather than lower. How's that work? You overcompensated by raising your voice so that the mic would pick it up at the same level. Probably. They don't care about the technicalities of recording audio. Well, saying that, I mean, we are in a brand new lockdown location. It's the lockdown location. It's a secret. So we're not going to tell you where we are. But we're not in the same place that we were when we did pilot. Yes, I believe However, shut down. if you can hear creaking, it's just the chairs we're sat on. They're a bit squeaky. See? Squeaky. Squeaky chairs. Go on, you're going to say? Until I randomly took over the conversation. Stop squeaking. I can't help it, it's the chair. You can't blame a chair, you blame the idiot sat on the chair. So anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, things are so much different these days. Yeah, I mean, I was going to talk to you about meaningless phrases. Like, such as things are so much different these days. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you still wearing headphones, by the way? Because it helps me <laughs> get in the zone. Into the radio vibe. <laughs> meaningless phrases. Welcome to Radio Vibe. FM. Vibe <laughs> FM is dead. Is it? Oh, I think so. Got took over by Heart. Instant Google. I think it is dead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Someone's probably sat there Googling it right now. Yeah. You can't say dead. It's not dead. It's just no longer broadcasting. Just like a lot of my family members are no longer broadcasting. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> there you go. Meaningless phrases. <laughs> How's your dad? I'm sorry, he's no longer broadcasting. <laughs> wow. 
I'm sorry, listeners. This is a bit inappropriate. She's not sorry. (laughs) Well, what I was going to say was, meaning this phrase is like the new normal. What does the new normal mean? This. This is is just a podcast. We're just recording it in a different secret location. Now, the other location was going to be secret until you told everybody that it was Pirate Studios. But that was the old normal. This is the new normal. There you go. The phrase now has meaning to you. The new normal is that you can suddenly keep a secret and not break an embargo. Me? Break an embargo? Would I ever? You know the only thing that hasn't changed? Price of fucking Freddo's. It's the only thing in this crazy messed up world that hasn't actually changed. They're still, what, £7? I think so. More than the cost of a Zoom ticket. So Freddo's are actually £7. I don't know, it's been so long since I've... I've Do you know what a Freddo is? Chocolate frog. Did you hear the cogs were then, listener? Did you hear the cogs were then? Social media is always full of discussions about chocolate frogs. Why do they have to discuss everything on social media? Because people have limited headspace. Did you get the WhatsApp that I sent you? Has WhatsApp become a social media now? Yes, I think it is. Because people keep posting their conversations on social media. So people post their conversations on WhatsApp. I mean, WhatsApp has a story sharing facility in like everything that is owned by Facebook, which WhatsApp is now. Apparently so. Well, Instagram and... Instagram and... <laughs> Instagram and... Facebook. And Facebook. Is Instagram owned by... Facebook, yes. Okay. Hence why stories are a thing. Ah, okay. Is that why that little button keeps coming up saying share to Facebook? I thought they were just being nice. Wens. What? Wens. 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 They're maintaining social distancing. Okay. By sharing. Okay. Why not? Sharing or maintaining social distance. <laughs> I mean, we, we could be if we were in a different household permanently from each other. But then how would we do a podcast, little G? Through a window. Don't you know that the answer to everything is by opening a window? By opening a window. <laughs> yeah, it's the answer to everything. How do you solve life's problems? By opening a window. By opening a window. Don't go out to your bins. I've noticed on uh, social media that uh, one of the things that is popular during lockdown has been to share your top ten albums. However, I don't understand this. Why would anybody want to look at my old fecking photos? What do you do, scan them in? Does everyone have access to a photocopy? <laughs> Here are my top ten albums. This is from when I was seven. <laughs> Well, your albums are so old they would have disintegrated by now. Hey, there's nothing wrong with sepia imagery. I said that without spitting at you once. (laughs) Excellent. Yes. So, is that the wrong album? I meant an album as in an LP. Does that help? Oh, right, yes. For those of you that don't know what an album is, it's an LP. For those of you that don't know what LP stands for, Little Prick. (laughs) Is that long play? Long play. What does EP stand for? Extended play. Oh, I, never, I didn't actually know that. Yes. Extended play. I'm going to set my headphones off play. because they're creaking and they're putting me off more than squeaky chairs. I don't know why she just told you that. She could have just taken them off. Well. It's like when people leave groups on Facebook and they announce it to the world. Nice flounce. Off your fuck. 
people have decided it's a good idea to post their top 10 album covers with a short explanation of why it's their favourite album. I don't understand this, because a lot of the time people don't provide an explanation. And um, without an audio sample, how can one decide if indeed they want to go and choose to listen to what someone recommends? But I didn't think it was to recommend the album to someone. I thought the post was about how it influenced them and etc, etc. So it was more a case of, I don't know, let's say... I listened to Marillion Misplaced Childhood when I was a child, as I did, which is an absolutely awesome album. But surely the whole point is how it influences you. But by posting a screenshot of that particular Marillion album, I, I cannot gain that. I just know that you listen to that album and it's in your top ten. But surely that's what the post is about. What were your top ten albums? What just... are your top ten albums? That gives me no explanation as to why it is merely self-indulgent bullshit. But isn't this done over a period of time where you, you, you don't just list your top 10 albums, you put the one of your top, say, number 10. Yeah, one a day. And then you explain why you like it so much and how it's influenced you. So surely if someone's reading that, then they should be able to look at it and think, well, I like that genre of music and I haven't listened to that group before or I haven't listened to that person before. Maybe I could go on Spotify and find the album and have a quick listen. Did you just plug Spotify? Other streaming music, streaming platforms are available. And you can get podcasts on Spotify. So technically... Possibly. Maybe they might be listening to this from Spotify. Probably not. Also... Probably not even listening at all. <laughs> no. They probably lost you at the beginning of Pilot. Which was nothing about flying. I don't think we mentioned flying. I don't know. You know more about train conductors. I know nothing about train conductors. Oh, my mistake. Most people choose not to write a synopsis about why an album has influenced them. They just screenshot an album and nominate another person. That's because it's just chain mail. That's because people are useless at following directions. Is that why I'm lost? You're perpetually lost. <laughs> if anybody does find little G on their travels, please return her. Oh, in fact, no, keep her. She's sulking now. Sulky G. She's trying to drink water quietly and I can hear her. <laughs> what you didn't hear there was... I was waiting for you to finish the whole point about the top ten album. Well, it was going somewhere, but you keep leaving really long pauses. I don't have long pause. You think I'm a werewolf? (laughs) They have long pause. Well, my point was going to be... Well, there was a point. Yes, there was a point. The point was, seeing as we are a podcast, whether we could come up with an album, so to speak, of ten tracks... That have influenced us. No. I literally couldn't sit here and in like the hour that we are recording this think of top ten albums that had inspired me throughout my life. Because I don't think I have ten albums that inspired me through my life. I probably have more than ten. 
but I would seriously have to sit and think about him rather than just name 10 albums that in a week's time may have changed if you ask me the same question because I might remember an album at that point <laughs> that inspired me when I was younger or in my past or I think people listen to albums as a body of work a lot less now I think they do I think more people listen to spoken word as opposed to music but then radio listening figures as a medium have gone down compared to how they were 50 years ago music radio yes but do you not think that speech radio is going up I know more people that listen to LBC than listen to, let's say, Radio 1. And also people that listen to Radio 4 or Radio 4 Extra, as opposed to sitting and listening to a radio station that plays music. I I think compilation stations that just play music with, like, very little spoken word don't get listened to as much as a speech station would. We tend to listen to more speech radio than we do any other station. But that's not a new change for either of us. I think a lot of people, if they choose to listen to music, don't listen to music through the radio anymore. And I think that if they choose to listen to speech, it is through pre-recorded mediums such as a podcast rather than live radio. But I wouldn't say that people listen to podcasts more than albums or podcasts more than music. Perhaps they listen more than they would an album because a podcast tends to be, on average, shorter than an album itself and follows a main thread rather than ten Different pieces of music are three minutes each. So you think podcasts are becoming the new radio? I certainly think it's going that way, yeah, because there is more freedom than what live radio allows for now and the way that live radio has has gone and become rather samey or mimicked and copied. And... Bodies such as Ofcom limit what is allowed, whereas on a podcast it is not as restrictive and people often have more time and and people often have more time and choice in location as to where they are and how they go about doing a podcast. And their motive is not always money. Well, it certainly isn't for us. We're doing this because we wanted to do a podcast. But I'm sure a lot of people that do make podcasts do it to make money. A lot of people who make podcasts are already established broadcasters. Yes, I guess that's very true. I mean, certainly I can recall maybe eight or nine years ago, if you said that you were listening to a podcast, people would just say, you know, why don't you just listen to the radio? Yep. And, you know, podcasts have come a long way in, you know, since they started. I don't know the the timeline of podcasts, where they started and, you know, where they are now. However, I I do think that if I'd have said to someone maybe eight years ago, oh, I'm just listening to this podcast, they would probably 
look at me slightly strange and maybe the thought that was going through their head is why don't you just listen to the radio i don't think they got it it's this i think it's the same with television in that live television has decreased its viewership over time it's more popular for people to watch what they want to watch when they want to watch it rather than wait to watch a 15 certificate film after 9pm if they happen to work shifts and want to watch it at 10am in the morning they're free to do so and a podcast may also offer that same freedom Uh, what it doesn't offer perhaps is the immediacy that radio brings and that blink and you'll miss it but they're some of the best moments Yep, on live radio blink you miss it you miss it you're talking about it the next day at work or the next day at college or you know whereas things are so on demand these days i I mean going back to the the tv analogy i i i kind of agree with you you know viewers are going down for live programs but i think viewing figures overall for television programs are probably higher than they were quite a few years ago just simply because you've got that on-demand feature whereas before like you said you had to wait for that you know the top gun movie or whatever it was that you wanted to watch because it was on after the watershed which is one of the things that i really really like about radio it has no watershed you know you can literally turn on Radio 4 or Radio 4 Extra and hear a swear word in the middle of the day. And it's refreshing just to, because it automatically, because I grew up with Watershed and I, I was, I was kind of used to watching programs and, you know, during the day it was all family orientated. And then after nine o'clock and you heard a swear word and it was like, he swore, he swore. And it, it kind of made you feel like a little bit grown up because you thought that you were watching a grown up movie or watching a grown up program. But hearing it on radio kind of makes you sit up and listen. You hear a swear word in the middle of the day. And for me especially, I automatically sit up and go, whoa, whoa they just swore. And it, it kind of it, it brings back to some degree that childhood instinct where you automatically think I'm listening to an adult program. <laughs> I don't mean like, you know. 18 plus or just an adult program yeah something not designed for the whole family so yes i i i I kind of agree but i i don't think i i think because of this whole on-demand culture you know i i i think a lot of radio shows put out their best bits as a podcast Kind of what we did at the very beginning of this, we included some best bits. And I think that's kind of what people are doing. That they're, they're putting out podcasts with the best bits of the show. You could have a two-hour show that kind of just drags a little bit, but put out a podcast of, you know, 20 minutes of the, the most exciting parts. And people will kind of listen to that and think, oh, I've never heard that. If that's the best yeah, the best of it, what's, you know, what else did they do? And they would kind of go and listen to a live part of the show. A podcast is almost always edited highlights of a recording anyway, but it 
doesn't get that live element. Um, and I, I agree about the uh, the level of, of excitement. It, it reminds me of when I was younger and, you know, you'd stay up past the watershed. Um, but I think there's a difference where there is there is a ruling in, in the editorial guidelines on, in television whereby you can get to ten past nine, the watershed, and you have a mild swear word, but you cannot put some of the stronger swear words in straight away. But sort of at the later it goes on, the, the more frequent or the level of swear words and adult themes can, can sort of crop up and more, with more frequency. But in radio, because it doesn't have that, it, it makes you s- sort of sit up more when you do hear it because it's it's less frequent. Whereas if you were to tune in at, or if you were to turn on at 11pm or 2am, you would expect to a certain extent a level of adult themes. In fact, it, it, for example, it would be rather surprising to tune in to the BBC at 10pm at night and see CBeebies on. Right. Because that's why a watershed exists. Because CBeebies, for example, is known to be in a certain time frame. But didn't CBeebies used to start at like 5 o'clock in the morning? Which parent wants to get up at 5 o'clock so their little treasure can... um... You know, <laughs> watch a television program. I'm sure not many parents out there. <laughs> if you're listening and you are a parent, please, you know, send us an email and tell us off for saying this. But I don't think many parents out there would want to get up at five o'clock just so their little treasure can watch a bunch of dancing puppets. Although, I did used to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to watch The Hoobs. The Hoobs is awesome. <laughs> Would you just tell everybody how old you were when you used to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and watch the hoops? I was, I was, I was much younger than I am now, at least ten years. <laughs> so yeah, much younger than I am now. So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, so anyway. So anyway. <laughs> I wish that creaky chair would stop. I wish you'd stop moving so the creaky chair would stop. <laughs> Can't help it. So anyway, I was wondering about activities in, in lockdown because people have said that they have thought about learning a language, learning an instrument, doing something new that they've never done before. And yet most people have done fuck all. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to take a drink <laughs> and not make as much noise as you did, and it, apparently I failed. <laughs> yes, that's not a new activity in lockdown, though. I was wondering if you had any new activities that you have undertaken because of the lockdown, you know, because we have been staying at home, protecting the NHS and saving lives. For me? Yeah. Yes, actually, little G. <laughs> Yes, I, I actually, have, I have taken up a new hobby. Hold on, I get my lid on. <laughs> I'm struggling to put my lid on. That's literally my new hobby: what staying in. Oh. <laughs> actually, I have been watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos that involve people solving puzzle boxes, which. 
has been very therapeutic when I've been feeling a bit because it's time for someone else to feel a bit when they can't solve them. Specifically, a guy called Chris Ramsey, who's a magician, but he does um, puzzle box solving and other, you know, other little puzzles. But there are some, um, yeah, some pretty awesome, well thought out puzzles that you know people have just made and sent him, plus ones that he's bought as well. And you've been doing this regularly. Yes, more so than I used to. I found it by accident. I haven't been doing as much gaming. I thought I would. I thought I'd do more. Yeah, isn't there a um a charity fundraiser for that? Because one thing I have noticed people are doing more while they're locked in is raising money for charity. There are quite a few. Um, I think it's either Marie Curie or um, Cancer Research UK that do one all the time, which is a 24-hour gaming one. And you literally get people to sponsor you per hour that you game or, you know, give you an overall set of money. You know how sponsorship works. Listener, I'm not going to explain it to you. Macmillan. Macmillan, that's the one, yes. Macmillan. They do the um, the 24-hour one. And there's the 19-hour one, which uh, little G will now pull up on her phone so I can remember which one it is. You don't need to pull up my phone, it's um, British Red Cross. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the blood bank one. Yeah, uh, that one is uh, 19 hours of being a vampire and you didn't all the blood that you sub to the British Red Cross. <laughs> that was a really shit joke, that once, Spain. I think it will actually just to prove that you, you're, you know, your jokes are getting worse in lockdown and I have to stay around them 24-7. Well, you usually have to stay around them 24-7 anyway. I do not. Yes, you do. I do not. Yes, you do. I do not. Yes, you do. No, I don't. No, you don't. You're right. <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email to soanywaypodcasts at gmail.com or you can tweet us at soanywaypodcast. Your email or tweet may be used in future podcasts. So anyway, yes, the um, is the 19-hour one the one that you were interested in taking part in? I think all raising money for, for all charities is is very good. And I think it's definitely been something that's been more prominent now because people have taken example from some other people who have been at the forefront, such as... Um, Colonel Tom Moore, who has raised a brilliant amount of money for NHS has. charities by walking around his garden. We, we have to point out that he was a captain, just in case you didn't know this. He was a captain when he started doing his little walk around his garden. He was um, 99 as well at the time. 99 at the time. He's now 100 years 100 old. Years old. 100 years old. He is now 100 years old. And he was a captain when he started, but now he's an honorary colonel. And he's also got a Pride of Britain award. And he's also broke the Guinness World Record for the most amount of money raised on a GoFundMe, I think it was. Yeah, that was previously held, I think I'm right in saying, by... um. Stephen from Stephen's story before he passed away. Yes. From cancer. Correct, yes. Um, and he had raised a considerable amount of money. He wanted to raise £10,000, end up raising considerably much more than that. And I saw a post from his mother, who she still 
keeps that page going, the Stephen's Story Facebook page, saying that it was a massive achievement. And of course, all, all money raised for charity is, is amazing, particularly at this time while there's, well, there's a pandemic. While there's a pandemic. I guess raising money for charity is a massive thing to do. Um, it, it takes a lot of determination. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that think, oh, I could raise a hundred pounds for charity and set out to, I don't know, you know, not that sitting in a bath of beans isn't a, a good way to raise money, but they would probably, you know, just think, oh, I'm going to sit in a bath of beans. For a 99 year old gentleman mm. to walk around his garden to save money, I think, was, wasn't was he money. walking a marathon? It was a hundred laps. So to raise a hundred laps before his hundredth birthday, I think it was right. Okay, okay. See that that again. Social media. What the fuck? Um, you see that many different stories, mm. you know, about different things, and you you never really know which one is correct and which one isn't. Because I, I'm sure that I read somewhere that he was walking a marathon, which is twenty six miles. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe maybe a hundred laps around his garden was twenty six miles. Maybe. Know. I mean, it's just it's a fantastic achievement, and um, I certainly think a lot of people have, have taken from him him raising money for the NHS charities, the charities that support the NHS and and get extra money to to the people that that work for the NHS and support it, um, and have have taken it and raised money for everybody on on the front line and everybody affected by illness, um, in particular, that's being highlighted at this time. Definitely. So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, so anyway. One of the activities I've been doing in lockdown more than I've done for quite a while was uh, writing letters, which made me think of, of things that are sort of dying art forms, such as calligraphy, which was the thing that I could think of. One of those things that, you know, much like learning a musical instrument or a language, people think, certainly as adults, oh, I should try and learn to do that. And most of the time, don't, you know, because it's kind of beautiful to look at, but um, relatively pointless. And I just wondered if you could think of any other such dying art forms. Well, I wouldn't like to take up calligraphy. Why? My handwriting looks like something that's crawled across the page. So it's not very legible. <laughs> but there are many, I guess, things that are dying out now that, I guess, weren't so much years ago or quite a time ago. I think poetry's a dying art. I agree with that, yeah. I mean, poetry used to be pretty big. You know, you, you've got the the odd performance poet now. Um, one of my favourite um, performance poets is um, John Cooper Clark. Absolutely fantastic poet, uh, brilliant performance poet. But I remember growing up, you know, you always, uh, it was always, you know, performance poets, um, Pam Ayers. Yep. You know, a, extremely, extremely popular when I was growing up. And now you only hear her every so often on Radio 4 or Radio yep. 4 Extra, you know, in repeats. I, I, I don't think, I, well, I'm sure she still writes poetry. But at one time you could, you know, look at the um, top 50 books published in the last couple of months and you would find 
quite a few books on poetry on there, but I, I don't think you do now. So I, I think poetry is uh, pretty much a dying art. Probably gets more on repeat, please. Most of the dying arts um, aren't particularly dead anyway, because you see them on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> oh, dying art, not dying artists. Oh, okay. Poetry is, is an interesting one, though. I mean, I remember poetry in school, uh, Dr. A. Decorum Est being one of the most memorable to me, probably because of the, the imagery about dying for a war. But mostly poetry in, in school, how unpopular it was, you know, second only really to Shakespeare's the general consensus, um, I think because of both for reasons of ambiguity and the fact that neither are particularly easy to understand to the young person learning about them in the 21st century. Poetry is dying out because it sort of sticks to conventions. But what I didn't realise myself until really only two or three years ago is much like Shakespeare, poetry really is meant to be performed. Yes, definitely. But you cannot really understand the rhythm of something properly unless you hear it auditorially. Obviously, people have different abilities in performance and they may be a brilliant writer, whereas something like music is so widespread and evolving all the time. But even that, what is popular, comes and goes around, whereas poetry may well die out because language evolves in such a way that I, I wouldn't know how poetry might adapt. Well, you look at um, poets like Edward Lear, who did a lot of nonsense poems. So, yes, as you said, it needs to be performed as opposed to just, it's it's not like a best, like, I guess it is like a bestseller. You can sit alone in your room reading poetry, if, you know, if you choose to do so. There's nothing wrong with that. But I would think that uh, poetry itself performed is much better than poetry read to oneself. You, you've got Dr. Seuss. Kind of nonsense poems. It uses lots and lots of words that rhyme within lines as opposed to a line that rhymes with another line. There are words upon words upon words in one line that rhyme. They can't see you nodding, little G. You told me about this in pilot, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I mean, to establish oneself like that is to establish a niche. And for somebody like Pamez, you know, may have been popular when you were growing up. When I was growing up, the name was known, but the poetry wasn't. And very, very rarely would I say that poems are known. Again, it is the poet that is known, Spike Milligan being a very good, except they can't see you nodding, did you? Um, good example to share. But the, the only saying that it's the poet that's known rather than the, the poem, I guess kind of is correct, but slightly incorrect. Pamaz was pretty famous for a, um, a particular poem. I wish I'd looked after my teeth. And that's the only line that I can remember from it. Yep. However, nonsense poems, I remember a whole nonsense poem. In the Ning Nang Nong, where the cows go bong, and the monkeys jibber jabber jew, there's a Nong Nang Ning where the trees go ping, and teapots jibber jabber jew. 
I can remember the whole thing. I had no idea who it's by. But I remember that from being so small. But I've, I've never really looked it up, just simply because I don't want to type in the ning nang where the cows go bong into my Google search history. Uh, you never know what might come up. <laughs> you get someone contact us now and tell you just to ruin it. Probably, yes. Which will just, you know, shatter my whole childhood. Please, please don't contact us. Never, never, never contact us and contradict us. Stay home. <laughs> Keep your distance. We don't want to be contacted. Two metres away from your keyboard at all times. Type with your forehead. Oh, mind you, that's half of Twitter. So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, so anyway. Should we have a look at what's going on on Twitter Live? Let's. On Twitter, there are various sections in trending topics on the search. <laughs> have you seen politics? Trump is an idiot. <laughs> I don't have a politics section. Oh, okay. Well, I don't have that on mine. So seeing as you started, why don't you go through your section? So There we go. Let's have a look. For all dead, that is your presidency good. Hashtag Trump is an idiot. Hashtag Trump has no plan. You have no grammar! Are they being ironic? I've no idea. It literally reads, for all dead, that is your presidency good. Please email us if you do understand what that oh, person they, is Oh, they to mean say. to put two commas in. I don't care what they meant. It's what they wrote. Hashtag fake president. With hashtag fake memes. Hashtag Trump is an idiot. Hashtag Trump is jealous of Obama. Hashtag Trump owns every death. That's just, that's, that is the, the tweet. That is the, what is, people are communicating with hashtags. There have been 3,637 tweets with the hashtag fake social distancing facts. Scotland is also trending. Disneyland will reopen, but will require masks. Hashtag fake social distancing facts. Fuck Mickey Mouse with a mask. The cone of silence will now be required for conversation. Quite funny, actually. What's a cone of silence? Cone of silence. What's a cone of silence? I don't know, but it sounds funny. What? I guess a cone of silence is like a massive dunce cap that you put over your head, and when you put it on, nobody can hear you. Not practicing social distancing is what actually killed off the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fake social distancing facts. <laughs> Hashtag fake social distancing facts. Blocking someone on Twitter counts as social distancing. <laughs> I mean, I'd argue about whether that's true or not. Dogs and cats have to stay six paws apart from each other. <laughs> the CDC recommends eating garlic to aid with social distancing. <laughs> that's, that, that is hashtagged with fake social distancing facts. But it's it's pretty much something that Trump would come out with. On my section, I can see that hashtag Donkeygate is trending. It's trending with politics. <laughs> but I have no idea what it's trending for because I haven't seen the daily briefing today. Keir Starmer bought his mum some land behind her house so that she could turn it into a donkey sanctuary. That's why that is trending. So a man does something nice for his mum and the internet goes mental calling him the worst thing since sliced bread. Well, on the latest trending section for hashtag Donkeygate, some people are saying that they like Keir Starmer. 
more now. Other people are turning his buying a piece of land and putting a donkey on it into something political. Of course it's political. Donkey! Other people are blaming some red-top newspapers for reporting it in the first place. It's the sun what won it. A Twitter account called Fake News has tweeted, Shock twist in hashtag Donkeygate as leaked documents reveal the donkey's secret deal with Shell to build petrol station and subway drive through on land. <laughs> I don't even know the donkeys could talk, claimed Keir Starmer's mother. Trending in the UK right now. Number one, Euro 96 relived. That is 24 years ago. 1996 wasn't 24 years ago. Yes, it was. Was it? Oh my word, my maths is shit. Yes, 1996 was 24 years ago. <laughs> it's 2020 now, Big G, isn't it? Yes, Big G, it is. Proud LGBTQ is trending. Isn't there a bit of an uproar at the moment on Twitter with the NHS adopting the rainbow? I'd seen that, yeah. Oh, that turned into a footfest really quick. Well, politics and politics, isn't it? Yes. There's a performance poet that we know who has had a quarter of a million views on a video of a poem. And he says often that everything is political because the criticism that he has often is that his poems are political. So it doesn't surprise me that that became a fuckfest very quickly. I thought something might happen when... People started putting rainbows in their windows and people were going around to spot the rainbows. I literally thought it might go the the other way, where mm. those opposing the um, LB, LGBT. LGBTQ community might start, you know, kicking up a, a bit of a fuss, thinking that, oh, you know, you've got a rainbow in your window and if they were dramatically adverse to it, they might, um, you know pop a brick through the window or something, which has been known to happen when, mm. you know, someone's had a flag in their window and someone's mistaken it for... Exactly on the, the gay pride march when I think it was the... Um, it might have been the Daily Mail that said an ISIS flag had been spotted at the uh, the gay pride. Uh, it turns out it was a black flag with um, dildos and vibrators on it. And... <laughs> Some intern had uh, just seen a quick photo of it and decided that it was an ISIS flag. <laughs> oh dear. Also trending is hashtag Volcano Day. I have no idea what that is. No, well, let's have a look at it. It's to do with the fires of Pompeii. Oh, okay. I thought it was that other one, that Effajakakil. What? Effajakakil. the Iceland volcano. Mum volcano. That was a really shit joke. Well, I had to have a turn. I have to, you know... Yeah, we all have to tell shit jokes now, anyway. Exactly. Also trending with gardening is wildflower hour. Wildflower hour. It's trending with hashtag carrots and peas, just to let you know. Wildflowers, carrots and peas. Oh, I know. Mm. Daffodils are poisonous. Well, their stems are. I found this out once. (laughs) (laughs) I used a daffodil stem as a straw. Because I wanted to do this whole social media thing where I posted a photo on Facebook and I had the head of a daffodil in one side of the glass and me drinking out of a straw in the other and the caption was going to read fucking daffodils nicking my vodka. It turns out, as I was trying to take the photo, I was sucking vodka up through the daffodil stem straw and I fucking poisoned myself. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was ill for like two weeks. It was astronomical. <laughs> and that's when I, that, I was zero days old when I found out that daffodil stems are poisonous. <laughs> please don't try it. It makes for a fantastic photo, but please, please don't try that at home. And doesn't the vodka counteract the poison? Well, you'd think, wouldn't you? But apparently not. No. I, I was ill for a week. Oh dear. I was ill for a week. Also trending is driving relief. Scotland, as I said, Camilla, but not Charles's Camilla. Apparently it's trending with Camilla and Jamie. No idea. Dirty Dancing is trending, trending with Patrick Swayze. So I imagine that must be on along with Marley and me, because Marley is trending. I tell you what, the end of the podcast will do the rift. Too much too young. Is that, isn't that a song? Isn't that too much too little too late? To ever try again? No. You're much too young, you're much too young. Yep. You're married with kids when you should be having one with me. I that believe one. it is. Uh, uh, if you own the rights to that, please don't um, put a copyright strike on us. That was my really crap singing of it. And that is the uh, the top 15 currently trending right now. Uh, that's what's happening on Twitter. Over on Facebook. Now, on Facebook at the moment, many, many posts in the news are all about the same thing. So, instead of going for the news, we thought we would see what people are currently selling on Facebook Marketplace. Indeed. Uh, It's important to know that if you are selling to pick up safely with contactless doorstep pickups at the moment. Currently, I can see being sold is the Cambridge Encyclopedia of the English Language, second edition. And you can have that for free if you want. It was listed today. It was today days old when it was listed. (laughs) It was today days old. Also, a batch of Fanta green apple, some mango green tea, some Fanta... Oh no, someone's giving away free soil. Free, clean soil. Oh, that's good. How's that work? Well, it means they haven't... It's not dirty soil, you know, so it doesn't need a wash. Which cycle would you put that on? Heavily soiled. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm just looking through the free section. There's a free section? There is. If you type in free at the top in the search bar, you get everything that's going for free. Newly listed in my area. Didn't know that was a thing either. Shows how much I go on Facebook Marketplace. Buckaroo. That might be something to pass the time and annoy your parents with. There's lots of people giving away free soil. Really? Yeah, what's that? Hey, come and dig up my garden, I can't be asked. You can have an abacus for £3. It's an abacus for years. You know, there used to be an abacus near where I used to go swimming. Although I never understood why. Do you think it was so that people could count how many laps they did? Yes. Huh. Yes. And they're not just counting the red? It's a bit difficult when you're concentrating on swimming. Okay. And it's hard to hear as well. And it's not for... It's for the trainer to count the lap. Mm. So that the trainer flicks the, the bead over and then the swimmer, as they're swimming, instead of popping their head up and going, how many have I done? And four people have just taken over them. They just look up, see the bead. Very good point. Okay. Uh, you can have a scooter for free if you want one. One of those little two-wheelie things. Something for the kids to do. Go around the garden at home. It's mostly soil and firewood. It's like, help me come and dig my garden for free, or help me take away the shit fence that I put up last year that's fallen down. Free ear savers. 
e-savers. Aren't they those things that go on masks? Yeah, I believe so. I just didn't know that was what they were called. I learn something new every day. I'm always up for a free chair. Although technically I'd be sat down on a free chair. So I wouldn't be up for it. I'd be down for it. I'm down with the kids. Some free wooden pallets. There are lots of those. What, wooden pallets? Again, it's come and clear out my garden because I can't be arsed. And fencing? What? Fencing? Fencing. Free fencing? Yes. I wouldn't mind learning a new sport. Perhaps that's what you should learn. Fencing. So anyway. So anyway. If you had a machine that blew hot air and cold air and you wanted to sell it, what would you call it? An air conditioning unit or a heater or something that does both? Well, the person I found that had tried to sell this item had listed it as heater and colder. Both working. (laughs) Heater and colder. Heater and colder. It's getting heater and colder all the time. Hey, we had some um, some feedback. Did we? We did. Oh, dear. Somebody got in touch with us via soanywaypodcast at gmail.com. Apparently, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. And anyone who thinks it does is wrong and should be put in a bin. So Sasha was advocating for people to be put in bins. Isn't she just? Bin yourself, love. Get in the bin. We can't advocate for people to be put in bins. We can't advocate to bin people either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do understand where people are coming from. I mean, personally, I do think ham and pineapple pizzas are quite nice. But then I wouldn't put blueberries on a pizza, or indeed any other fruit. Unless it was a dessert pizza, which should be banished into the seventh circle of hell. What is a dessert pizza? I've never heard of a dessert You've never heard of a dessert pizza? No, it's literally a pizza with chocolate and blueberries and everything that you've just had. Well, you know those little gummies that you get in America that are like pizzas made of gelatin? No, it's literally a pizza that you put in the oven. Right. A dessert pizza. I think it's made with sweet dough and other stuff that, yeah. Well, I always wondered how anybody came up with the idea of pizzas anyway, because like, What's wrong with just toast with a bit of cheese? It's like cheese on toast with tomato under it, really, isn't it? But that's uh, poor man's pizza. Yeah. Well, it's like a friend of mine says about a poor man jam donut by essentially frying a jam sandwich. <sighs> Fried jam sandwich. But apparently that is a poor man's jam donut, according to him. I have no idea. Because that's essentially what it is. Yes. Dough and jam in the middle. Yes. So again, why? Why but it's do fried dough, not fried bread? What is bread before it is, you know, cooked with dough? But when it's cooked, it's bread. Well, the only difference is shape. So it's a fried bread with jam on. A fried bread. A fried bread. <laughs> One bread, fried, please. Pop me some jam on, old chap. So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, so anyway. Thank you for listening to Big Big G G and and Little G's G's podcast. We hope you enjoyed our content. Feel free to get in touch via email 
or on social media. We love you. Bye.